good evening and welcome to another episode of the Evening Amulet with comedian Jamie Jackson, episode 470. This is technically a weekend roundup, but it's not. It's actually about Monday night's roundup because lots of stuff happened last night that I want to go over. But essentially, weekend, carnival, Saturday, hot, rip off, lots of money. Sunday, in-laws, <clears throat> new house. They've got a nice new house. It's on a new build estate though, so uh, you know I'm not I'm not so uh, fussed about those locations, but the house itself is, um, yeah, very nice, nice, lo- lovely gallery landing. Anyway, last night, uh, well during the day, Josh got in contact with me saying, "Are you available for tonight?" Josh is the disabled pro comedian that I drive around, and he needed to go to a like writers guild meeting. It's called the Brit List, and what they do is they just pick promising writers. And they promote them. And Josh has been working on a TV show, writing with a partner. So he was part of that. So I drove him up to Soho, 58 Greek Street, if you care. And we went in there and we chatted to some people. Well, it was really nice. I, I managed to, he sat on a table and chatted to some people. And then I kind of just pretended I was somebody by uh, being in there. And then I was talking to the the lead singer of Embrace, believe it or not. He, who is now a writer. And so we're all talking and we're going around, you know, what did you write and what did you do and who do you work for? And people were saying, who, who am I, you know, who are you? And I was like, I'm just, I'm no one, I'm Josh's driver. I'm a hanger on. Um, and then I said to him, well, what do you do? Uh, and I said, I obviously recognise you from Embrace, so good work on the music. And he said, yeah, I'm also a rock star, but I'm working on a show with my wife. So <clears throat> good work for him. All these people, you see, if you're in a... I find a lot of people, if they're in bands, especially in successful bands, they've got a creative urge inside of them. So they go on to do other creative things. It's not normally just one thing and they got lucky. It's that um, they've just got a drive in them. So good for him. Then Josh had a slot at Top Secret Comedy Club. So we drove there, kind of Dewey Lane way. And Gail Porter was on. Do you remember her? She used to present Top of the Pops, do Saturday morning TV. She was on FHM's front cover. Um, they projected her image onto the side of Parliament. Remember that? And then she lost all of her hair. Anyway, so she was there. And uh, she did a set. I didn't even realise she was a comic, but it turns out, no offence, Gail Poy, she probably wasn't a comic. I think she's... I think she's slowly getting into it. And if you're Gail Poor, you just go straight to Top, top Secret Comedy Club. You don't do open mic nights for fucking five years, do you? Um, and so she wasn't funny, but it was just a nice talk that she was giving. And then there were some other people there that I've known, only through Josh, because they're all much higher level comedians. But Top Secret is a proper big fucking club. It is, you know... It's one of the top three in London. you got Top Secret... The Comedy Store and <coughs> Backyard Comedy Club. I think those are the kind of three biggies. Uh, and anyway, so Josh did a set downstairs and then he did a set upstairs as well. And Paul Chowdhury was there. So we had a chat with him and I got to watch his set. It's I love Paul Chowdhury. And I was a little bit starstruck um, when uh, talking to him. But I was trying to act all cool. But like I admire him quite a lot and I find him very funny. So it was good to see him and uh, watch him perform. 
And the only other thing I'll say is it, it was a lovely night. You know, when you go to lots of different locations and um, you, you, you just move. Sorry, I'm laughing because the dog's trying to fucking get my attention for stroking him. Uh, anyway, there was a guy in the audience at the upstairs gig and I was watching him because as Josh is performing, I'm often just looking at the audience to see their reactions to his jokes. And this guy, he had strong school shooter vibes and he was, I could tell he didn't get any joke that anyone was saying, like even Paul Chowdhury. But he was laughing along in the sense of moving his shoulders up and down and pretending to laugh. It was like he was an alien pretending to be a human (laughs) pretending to enjoy human things. And part of part of me looked at him and I was like, that guy's a psycho. The second part of me was like, I feel sorry for him. Because we've all been there, haven't we? When we're meant to be enjoying something, especially when we're younger, we're meant to be enjoying something, but we're not. It's like I, I remember being younger and I was meant to enjoy pizza, but I didn't. And I, and I was um, meant to enjoy vanilla ice, but I didn't. And... Um, I was meant to enjoy the pop winners poll party. Do you remember that? But I didn't. And I was like that fantasies, which was like a a water slide place. I was meant to. I was meant to like that. And we, if, if someone's parents said, "Hey, we're going to fantasies," all the kids would be like, "Yeah," and I'd be like, "No, I I don't I don't want to go." I in fact I hate I hate water slides really. As I've got older, it's a bit different. But when I was a kid, I was like, "No, I don't like them." And I just watched this guy, and I, I was just like, you, you're, you've gone to a comedy club. Maybe this is even your first time. You don't really know what's happening. You're not enjoying it. You don't like what the people are saying. Maybe he was autistic. But I don't know. He was making too much of an effort to fit in to be autistic. Autistic, autistic people are sometimes like, I'm not fitting in. I'm worried that my boy is autistic. Uh, not profoundly or anything like that, but I worried he, he's got autistic traits. It was his sports day yesterday. That's the other thing that happened. <laughs> when we went, stop it. I'm trying to do a podcast. When we did his sports day, I'd spoke to him beforehand about the race. I was like, I want you to try your best. I want you to focus. It doesn't matter where you come, but I want you to try. And he did at the beginning, to be fair. And it's the sack race, but then he fell over twice and he cried. And he was one of the only people who didn't... I think he might have been the only person who didn't finish a race. Then he cried lots and then sat by himself. And just kind of extricated himself from the whole day. And part of me is like, he's not autistic, he's me. Because I was like that. I was like, fuck taking part in stuff. I never liked group activities. I never like doing, you know, when you, you you see things on TV, you'd be at the cinema or something even as a kid and everyone would be cheering and clapping at, at the right places. I was always like, no. And I even find now when I go to comedy shows, I'll be laughing in places where people aren't. And I, I think to myself, maybe that's just me. But then I was thinking to myself, maybe I'm autistic. I, I like, it actually freaked me out. I was like, am I? Maybe I am. Maybe this explains why I find things so hard. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. And then me and Josh, we had a big talk on the way up into his gig. 
And and I just talked about growing up in Barnet when I was young and all of the violence and street violence, which sounds ridiculous because Barnet's a lovely leafy place now. But back in the early 90s, it was very violent. And I explained to him and I was just... And all these stories just kept on coming up about how, oh, we went out this time and that person got smashed in the face. We went out that time and that person got shit kicked out of them. And then I was like, actually, this was like a, a basically a very, very regular thing. You'd go out and someone would get smashed up. Totally regular. And then I was suddenly saying to him about how my dad, how my dad was like very violent as well. So I had it at home. And now when I go anywhere, and I do, I just always think things are going to kick off. Because I've got it built into me. It's standard. You go somewhere and things... And it wasn't always a fight involving me. I remember being in a... I could start going on about all of them, but I'm not going to. Being in a pub one night with my mates, and there was it was packed, and there was like a load of, you know, 45, 50-year-old blokes, big guys, and they all just started rucking, and it was like a sea of people moving around the pub. And I didn't think, oh, this is nuts. I was just like, yeah, of course. Of course there's a fight, because there's always a fight. I don't know. I'm not a fighter, but I was like, the world is just full of people. <laughs> wanting to kick your head in, and, and it's always about just navigating through that sea of violence. And I don't want to sound like I'm streetwise or grew up on a fucking estate and there were stabbings and drug dealings and everyone was in going in and out of the nick. It was, wasn't like that at all. But I was brought up where it was just like, yeah, of course. There was just aggro all the time. I don't know. I don't know what this has got to do with me being autistic. But I just think I'm fucking weird, right? I think I'm weird. And I was talking to my wife yesterday about our boy. And I was saying, you know, do you think he's normal? And she said, no, he's not a neuro- He's not neurotypical as a child. But, but she said, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. And every girlfriend I've been with has, has been like, you're not normal. And I don't think I'm normal. I don't think I'm normal, but I can't put my finger on it. But so for the last day, I've been like, what's the matter with me? And then I saw that guy pretending to laugh along, pretending to understand jokes, pretending to be normal. And I was like, I see you. I see you. You're not normal. All of these other people, you think you're blending in. But no, I can see you're an alien in a skin suit. You're not normal. And and I could tell the terror on his face where he was like, I'm meant to be normal, but I am not normal. Because I don't understand why everyone else is laughing and enjoying things. And I'm not. That's what he was thinking. And it freaked me the fuck out. It freaked me out because he's a fucking school shooter. But it also freaked me out because I was like, on one level or another, I can understand. It was a weird moment. And after meeting Gail Porter and Paul Chowdhury and the lead singer of Embrace and doing lots of different things and going to Top Secret for the first time and all of that kind of stuff. The overriding thing I brought away from it was, that guy's a freak! See you on the next pod.